Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey, I'm Aaron. Hey, I'm John. And this is Pastors and Pizza. I'm Josh, and this is Pastors and Pizza. A podcast where three very unqualified three pastors. Very unqualified pastors consume some of the best, best and worst and worst pizzas Western Washington has to offer. Washington has to offer. While trying to make sense of our faith, figure out how it connects. How it connects to the world around us. We believe the best conversations happen over food. So pull up a chair, grab a slice, pour a cold one, and come along with us. Wherever it is we are going. Wherever it is we're going. Hey, welcome to another episode of Pastors and Pizza. I'm John. And I'm Aaron with a little bit of food in my mouth. Oh, well, I mean, it is a pizza podcast, so it hey. makes sense that you maybe have, uh, I mean, if you didn't have pizza in your mouth, that might be weird, but it was pizza that you had? What if I had s'mores in my mouth? S'mores? S'mores. What are s'mores? Come on, man. S'mores. You mean s'mores? No, s'more. I'm I'm from the Midwest. Thank like, you, Josh. You're talking about like with the graham crackers and the marshmallows and the chocolate. The malo. The malo. <laughs> yeah. And you like roast the malo on the fire and you put it all together. <laughs> that's yeah. not a s'more. That's a that's a s'more. Hey, where did you grow up? Uh, well, I mean, I grew up on the West Coast. Uh, where I learned how to pronounce things correctly. <laughs> like pillow and pillow. Yeah, this is a whole other podcast that we would, would uh, don't have time for right now, but uh, we do have some pronunciation issues. I do. I do. Um, so anyway, we we are at Good Brewing in Sultan, Washington. Right here in my hometown. Right right down the road from, from the church. Pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. Nice little jaunt. And what, uh, what have we got in front of us here, Aaron? We've got... A chicken, bacon, ranch, wood-fired pizza. And how are we feeling about this? I like it. It's got some cheddar on it. So it's like, hey, that's a familiar taste. Looking pretty good. Great. How about you? Can we say your name on a podcast? I'm sure. What's your name again? Marissa. This is Marissa. Say hi, Marissa. Hello. I'm Aaron. I'm John. No, I'm John. I'm Aaron. You're John. I've only had water to drink, Marissa. Can you confirm that? Can you confirm it? <laughs> okay. So Aaron's tried to play both roles here of, uh, of Aaron and, and John. I'm Aaron and John. You know, that might be convenient on future podcasts if we can't both make it. Ah, you know. Not fair. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, in, the, in our next section about it, something I, I did last week while you were unavailable, which is go to a, a, a pizza place. And so maybe I should have just played both you roles. You played both roles, kind of. And then, yeah, then I, we could have had that podcast in, oh, the, in the bank and, and had that going. But. Could have. Listen, I like the pizza. I think it's good. I'm, the ranch is subtle at best. Right, yeah, it's chicken, chicken bacon ranch, but not a lot of ranch. Which is probably fine. You don't want to like drowning in, in ranch, but you know, you probably want some on well, there. I would want some more spice, which I've added, and it's still not enough spice. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like the the spice could come up a little, but that's kind of the case with any chicken bacon ranch pizza. Good point. It's not really meant to be too spicy. What's up, you guys? We're doing a little podcast, but come on over for a hug. Are you joking? Oh, no, yeah. Where you been? These are my dick friends. 
How you doing? Good appreciate. Oh. Hi. Good to see you. Oh. Nice picks. You guys have a great dinner. Love you. Thank you. So I mean, so, so that's the danger of um, doing a podcast episode in your in your hometown. Mm. Is you you run into some people and maybe you get interrupted, but hey, adds to the authenticity, I think, right? <laughs> sure does. It's a real place. All right, listen, the pizza is good, John. What's the value? Uh, like the like the as far as the cost and everything. Yeah, what do you think it about was, it? Uh, I think it was, I can't remember. I forgot to t- make a mental note. I'm pretty sure it was seventeen seventeen dollars for a twelve inch pizza. So it was. I mean, it's not not bad, not not great, but not super bad. Um, so you know, with tax and tip out the door, uh, we haven't paid yet, but we'll probably be in the you know twenty five ish range uh, to share a twelve inch pizza. So yep. not too bad. We're just drinking water. So what? What's your water like? Uh, my water um, tastes like water. Yeah. Oh, clear? I mean, yeah, I don't see anything floating in it. It's, it's a nice, clear color. So, <laughs> No, seriously, you guys, uh, <clears throat> I love hometown places. It's been challenging. This building has had two restaurants in it now, and they both have struggled to be open consistently. One of them is no longer here with us, Timber Monster, RIP. And Good Brewing has had a challenge. Um, I think it's good. I think it's fairly good value, especially keeping it in town. I have had their beer. I like their beer. Um, This is a pretty good place. I would love to see it be open more consistently. Yeah, so we, uh, fun fact, we used to actually have our staff meetings Mm -hmm. here in in the mornings on Wednesdays. Because when they first opened, they tried to be a all-day establishment, coffee, coffee, drinks in the morning, and then kind of normal lunch and uh, dinner and beer and all that stuff in the afternoon, evening. Uh, but they just didn't have the, the business to support a coffee shop in the morning. So we now have our, our staff meetings at the church, which isn't as fun, but it's, know, not, it's not as understandable. much fun. Yeah. And I mean, and I miss a kid, Colton, that was here. It was fun being able to talk with him about life he's a dj and all that but yeah at the end of the day you guys try and stay local try and support him if it's terrible then we're not asking you to do it but if it's just that you prefer other things maybe branch out a bit and try good brewing yeah i mean it's, it's a cool spot they got really cool really cool tables um nice little little bar area yeah. it's pretty good vibe in here uh, they do, you know, they do bingo nights and trivia and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a cool spot. Um, I mean, as far as the the level of, of pizza compared to what we've had, I mean, it's probably middle of the road. It's not not special, um, but it's not bad. No. Um, so it's I mean, it's a it's a decent pizza. I appreciate it. Um, I think we've established that John and I love pizza, and so. Even frozen pizza, we were like, hey, it's not that bad. This is better for me than the frozen pizza. Yes, definitely better than the frozen pizza. So there you go. And again, I mean, I I like chicken bacon ranch, but I normally would, would do something a little bit different. So we're trying to try to not just do the same thing every time. So we wanted to get something a little bit different than maybe what would be normal for us, which for me at least would be would be kind of the meat pizza. Mm-hmm. Get some um, spice. A little more, yeah, there. a little more of the spicy pepperoni and the marinara and all that stuff but this is like i said it's pretty good pizza um one of these future episodes will probably include 
me making pizzas because mm. I do have a, a uni pizza oven that uses wood pellets to give it that wood fired feel. Not and no, no, uni. And um, I'm not gonna lie, this is probably pretty similar to what I would be able to make on my own pizza oven. I will say, I've had the pizza from your place, and now I've had the pizza from here. I liked yours more, but it was also pepperoni, which I like a little bit more. Yeah. So there you go. Not a not a you know super great pizza, but a good pizza, good spot, close close to to home, close to the, mm -hmm. the office, so it's easy to get here. And, great, and great to support local. Work. I'm gonna give them a quick shout out. I uh, took some time off work in the summer to come over here and watch the Mariners in the playoffs. Oh yes. That was welcome break from the norm because I don't have cable the ability to watch all that. So it was cool. So thanks for that, good brewing. Yeah, Shout and out. I probably would have joined you if I hadn't been in Arizona at that time. So missed you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for our our pizza portion. We will be back here in a, in a minute to talk about what's been happening. What's happening? We'll see you soon. See ya. Welcome back to Pastors and Pizza. Good, good to be together, Aaron. Uh, what's uh, what's been going on since we we last were here? Not here, but I mean, like here and recording. Yeah, I mean, not a crazy amount of different things, but becoming more like Jesus, like God calling me out on just some attitudes and some worries and things like that, and so. Spending some time. We got a lot of people around us, you guys, so hang in there with us. Uh, there's people in my life calling me to account, people in my life giving me opportunities to to uh, point them also to Jesus. I spent a little bit of time in a new book with my kids. It's the William Booth. So, do you know that name off the top of your head? Uh, I think I should, but no. Sorry, I'm not trying to bust you. William and Catherine Booth actually started Salvation Army. Oh, all right. So, anyways, we're reading his uh, biography with my kids and I, and it's good. And we finished the book by Mike Miyoshi. Wonderful, fun, funny, semi-autobiographical-ish fiction. Nice, it's nice. Really good. Um, yeah, and spent a lot of time with my kids. Although this week, not as much as I would like. How about you, my man? What's been going on? You've had some things. Well, so so you actually missed out on a, a pizza experience um, because of your your schedule and what you, you didn't mention this, but you just recently taught at Adelphia. I did out at Lake Tree. What's what's Adelphia, real quick, for people who don't know what Adelphia is? Adelphia is a year long. Discipleship school. It's life on life down at Lake Retreat. These kids help working at Lake Retreat, and that pays for this. It's like a gap year thing. It's like a, a YWAM DTS discipleship training school. Um, they don't do an outreach in the country, but they do a bunch of stuff in downtown Seattle. 
and then they're out in Lake Retreat in Ravensdale, and it's wonderful, and they have a bunch of different teachers throughout the course of about a seven-month uh, school year, and then they're serving the other months, and still meeting together and all that. So it's been a lot of fun, and we've been really uh, generous as a church with them, and they've loved on us, and then it will teach there for about five years now. Nice. So yeah, while you while you were off uh, working, slaving away, teaching teaching the, the youth of tomorrow, or the adults of tomorrow, I guess they're the youth of today. Um, but uh, I, I went and had a, a pizza experience that uh, that was intended wow. for the two Chuck of us. Cheese. It was not Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Uh, I'm probably not going to get a whole lot into it because it may be a future podcast episode. Nice. But uh, so I did do that uh, last week. That was that was good. How was the experience? Uh, it was. I mean, the experience was just kind of normal uh, once we got there. But we'll we'll get into that maybe in a future episode. Yeah. It was it was good pizza. Uh, but you missed out on that. Um, I, uh, my wife and I bought a car last week. Uh, we, we sold my son's truck a couple days later. We, uh, uh, our son got his wisdom teeth pulled, so we've been, been doing some stuff with, with so that. nearly as smart as he once was. Yeah, he lost all that wisdom. So, I mean, we, we thought he was looking pretty good, but now back to, back to just average Joe. <laughs> Weird too, because his name's actually Jonathan. Yeah, so you know, uh, just uh, some of those kinds of just family type things that uh, that happen. Uh, not a whole lot, really. Other than that, uh, Super Bowl uh, had had family over to watch the game. Yeah, and, went and hung out with my yeah. family. That was fun. It's part of some of the experience and just hanging and got some things going on in one of uh, my extended family's lives that is kind of challenging and trying to hope and pray that consequences wake people up. It's not any of the children or that, but it's, it's real, man. Family. Real stuff. Real stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, I've learned at the uh, our Super Bowl gathering that I need to invite people who eat more food because um, I made, a, not, I didn't think it was a lot of food. And then, you know, everybody that came brought some food, too. And I've been eating the leftovers basically the entire week since then. That's baby. Um, so, yeah, we, we had too much food. You know, I know a guy who loves to eat food. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. that up. I mean, we, did, we happened to be together to eat food. So I should have brought some. I wonder what, what good brewing would have thought of uh, us bringing our uh, my leftover tacos from the Super Bowl. I think they probably have a challenge with that. Yeah, I mean, some breweries, you're supposed to bring your own food. Right. But this one got, like, brew and food. Oh, yeah, they serve food. So that's frowned upon in this establishment. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. I mean, it's something to put out there. I do believe that this uh, establishment has been challenged at times with maintaining the food. Uh, I mean, lots of lots of challenges, yeah. So uh, one thing that uh, I also did do, um, so we um, have a thing that we call Day with God or Holy Spirit Monday or whatever, whatever we want to call I've it. Heard multiple things. Oh yeah, the the, the first the first Monday of each month, mm-hmm. we we try to set aside what it would be our normal work day to go spend the day with God, right? And so uh, I encourage that for anyone who's listening, try to try to do that. You may or may not have an employer who's going to pay you to do that uh, like we like we do um, we so it's fortunate. maybe a little easier for us but I encourage you to try and find find time to get away and to, to spend that time with God but uh, started kind of listening slash reading uh, a book um, during that time that I thought was was really good um, 
Really, really enjoyed that. Didn't get all the way through it, but it's called Irresistible Faith. Um, so probably want to talk about that a little bit more kind of in our next segment. Uh, but he brought some, some good stuff. And then um, conference session from uh, Right Now Media, which is a online video Bible study. Would people be able to access that if they're part of Crosswater? Yeah. So you, if you're listening to this, you actually can get a free Right Now Media account. And Right Now Media is kind of like the Netflix for Bible studies. All right, got, Pretty much it. Yeah, so it's thousands of videos, studies, devotionals, conferences, all sorts of stuff. And you can get that for free. Go to crosswaterchurch.org slash rightnowmedia, and you can sign up, get free access to that. But I was watching a conference session from uh, they do a, an actual conference, Right Now Media does. Uh, so I was listening to a conference session from that that was really good. It was encouraging. Um, so, that, so that was cool. And then the other thing that uh, we're going to get into in kind of our next segment here. But uh, I was watching a, a show on Apple TV called They Call Me Magic. Can you guess what that might be about? I'm um, not Magic Mike. I'm not, gonna, not Magic Mike. That's a good distinction. And I'm going to go ahead and guess that it had to do with Magic Johnson. No, it was about um, wanting to become a magician. And they, they called me, they called it was a dream of mine to, to become a magician. So it was a kind of a how-to kind of a, no. Ta-da! You were, you were right. It, it is about Magic Johnson. Uh, I was watching, been watching a couple episodes of this, this documentary about, about his life. Um, loved, loved, loved Magic Johnson growing up. I was, nice. I was born in the LA area. Grew up. And a, we still love you. Grew up a huge Lakers fan. Hmm. Uh, so my my childhood. Not as much. Well, I'm not really anymore, but I was because spent spent Showtime, my childhood watching the Showtime Lakers winning titles, Magic Johnson and all those guys, and so I was watching watching that. And uh, some interesting stuff came up that I didn't realize about his story. Uh, that is his friendship with Isaiah Thomas, his marriage and his kind of like courting and dating and engagement to his, his wife, Cookie. And uh, just some, some... And they're still married? Yeah, they're still married as far as I know. I uh, haven't gotten all the way through the series yet, but I, I think they are. Um, but yeah, some, some really good stuff that, that came up uh, in, in that that I thought was, was interesting. And uh, I think we'll, we'll get into here as we, we go into our next segment. But... Uh, before that, any, anything else kind of going on here recently that uh, yeah. our listeners should know about? Uh, so with the men, I I said, hey, let's go back to a chapter that we did, um, but do all four of them. And we're doing the, the men? The men Just, at men's breakfast. Oh, like the men of Crosswater Church. Got it. I mean, a number of them for sure, all not right. all of them. But we're, we're going to go through a study on Jonah, and I just taught that at Adelphia, and it was so good, talking about what we're going to be getting to later in our next segment. Um, Jonah has been really helpful for me on um, what we're going to talk about next. So hang in there, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Sweet. So yeah, thanks for thanks for being with us on this episode. We'll uh, we'll be back here uh, for some more discussion right after this break.
Hey, welcome back. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Pastors and Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we so we just talked about a couple things that uh, that I have had going on here in the last last couple weeks, and uh, coincidentally, the they call me Magic Show, and the book that I was was listening slash reading um, on my day with God, I think were the same day. Now I will say that the, the magic show was was later in the evening after my day with God was was over. If so. you guys don't know John Merwin, you would know he is a lot of things, but faithful is especially one of them. Loyal, he wouldn't have been doing. Yeah, I, I, I was not watching. They call me magic during my day with God. It was on the same day though. So, but you filter everything. Yes, with the Lord Jesus Which, Christ. Which so. Actually, I, I don't know if they were the same day because I think when I when I was listening slash reading that book, and I say that because I was literally listening to the audiobook while following along on the ebook. Oh, so I was listening slash reading. Um, so it must have been must have been separate days because I it, as I was was listening slash reading, it made me think of what I had seen on the they call me magic. So I think they're maybe back to back days. But That's, anyway, they were right. they were closely connected. And so the reason I reason I bring this up now is because there's some some things in both of these these things that um, I thought you know there's some pretty significant stuff to talk about there. Amen. And I think ultimately is it's kind of this idea that we get from from Scripture that Jesus says, mm, "Where where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Whoo wee! And yes, so sir. so in this story of Magic Johnson. Uh, he's he's basically they're they're telling a story. He's kind of commenting, talking. They're interviewing him, and he's talking about how he he couldn't really commit to his wife Cookie before she was his wife um, because he was just so focused on winning and his his career mm. that anytime it got towards basketball season, he just had to kind of put her to the side. And so it, it made it so their their relationship was kind of on again and off again. Sure. And they eventually did get married, but he, like he broke off their engagement one time and he just couldn't focus on it. And then another thing that that um, happened is I don't know if you guys are all basketball fans, especially, you know, mid to late 80s basketball and NBA. But he was really good friends with this guy named Isaiah Thomas. Hmm. And they ended up uh, going against each other in the NBA finals. Isaiah played for Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons, super good friends, ended up playing each other in the finals, and they were each so competitive, so determined to win <clears throat> that it actually um, broke their friendship. Oh, gosh. Like they were, they were battling. There was one point where where Magic intentionally just did this super hard foul on Isaiah just kind of show who the boss was and that it wasn't mm. going to be easy and we're going to be physical because Detroit was known for being physical, maybe even dirty. And so Magic was, yep. was trying to kind of reciprocate. And uh, their their relationship was broken. And I don't know where it's at now, but it, it broke because of this. And this is the singular focus yep. that they had. So a lot of professional athletes have. <laughs> yeah. And, and then just try to be real quick. The other thing that kind of brought this all together uh, for me in this book, Irresistible Faith, he references the character Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. For and, sure. And if you guys are Lord of the Rings fans, you know who, who I'm talking about. But he has this, this ring, his precious, right? Mm. And it's his singular focus. And it, it destroys his life. 
He destroys him physically, mentally. Are all, we going to have a spoiler alert here in case somebody has? I mean, Lord read of the, the Rings has been well. The book has been out for a long, long time, and the movie has been out for <laughs> twenty okay. years. So, yes, if you haven't read or watched, and you were wanting to, then this is on you. Okay, that's fair. So he anyway, literally these, dies in pursuit of that ring. Yeah. So these these two things were kind of just hitting me as I was watching and reading, and just thinking, man. How how important is it to to really make sure we've got the right focus? And you you talk about this a lot when you're when you're preaching. You kind of talk about the mm-hmm. the whole idea of, of car accidents, and a lot of yep. times car accidents are caused by taking our eyes off of the road. Like maybe we're looking at a different car accident, or there's a That's deer right. on the side of the road, or there's a you know whatever. Look, kids, a deer. <laughs> And so you you take That's a your reference to a movie that he has focused on. Yeah. So you take your focus off of where it should be. That's right. And you end up getting into an accident. Where you look is where you go. Right. And so so I think this is just a, a really important topic for us to to talk right. about. So just funny that I would be a part of a focus conversation. Um, Can you focus on the conversation <laughs> about focus? Yep. So one of my favorite verses in all of scripture is Hebrews 12 to let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith in the uh, translation for going down to Haiti to try and put it in <clears throat> Haitian Creole. It says, glue your eyes hmm. on Jesus. And so this idea of singular focus on him is quite literally impossible. But Jesus said, number one commandment, love me with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Then you love your neighbors, you love yourself. But this sell out, this take up your cross, deny yourself, follow me that we see in Luke 9. This is not like something that you have to cherry pick. It's everywhere. Matthew six thirty three. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So, John, let me ask you with what you've been able to do with discipline in your own mind and heart and body and soul, but especially in your relationship with Christ, because you've been following him. What is it? Thirty five years? I mean, I don't I don't remember. how uh, long Not quite that far, but I mean, yeah, pretty darn time. close. Yeah, because don't act like you're not old. But anyways, uh, yeah, well, yeah. here we go. How do you? Keep your focus on Jesus. Uh, I mean, it, it literally, like you just talked about, it's, it's daily. And I mean, it should be daily. I don't necessarily always do this daily, but it's dying to yourself, right? Yeah. You've got you've to be able to recognize where your, your, maybe your focus, your attention is, is getting off. It's getting nice. distracted. Yep. It's, it's getting moved off of where it should be and really kind of evaluating where the the idols are in your life Ooh-wee. and i think you know we talked about the, the day with god i think that's definitely something that's that's helpful for me to kind of reset mm-hmm. uh sunday mornings a lot of times if i can get past the fact that it's a work day and there's things to be done and all that um you know it's a good time to kind of reset refocus Amen. um i don't really like to read but when i read it uh, it helps me kind of shape shape my my mindset and refocus me and and kind of reground me um back into the things that that are important and that matter so uh, i wouldn't say that i i'm necessarily super good at at having a 
a very intentional way that I do it, but these kinds of things are, are what kind of bring me back. Well, it sounds to me like lifestyle, right? Like it's not something you just turn on and off. You're a human, so you have to be reminded and all that. And I would say <clears throat> the fact that God has promised to, well, Philippians 1.6 says, He is faithful to complete the work that he began in us until the day of Christ Jesus, till the day Jesus comes back. He's continually doing stuff in us and through us and for us. He's given us all of what we need for holiness, right? And for godly living. And so I know like the word, prayer, confession, right? Not just confessing one to another, although great, but confessing to God. He's God. We're not confessing our issues before him, singing, worshiping, not just again on Sunday, but realizing we need Sunday. We need to trust God. And so I I can appreciate, like you said, it's not always that we're in that right spot. So consequences too, like not mm-hmm. ignoring that God is bringing discipline because he loves us. He's the best dad ever. Um, one of the things for me that has been quite informative and transformative is Proverbs fourteen twelve. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. And that's the NIV. And so I, I don't have the ESV in front of me, but this idea that on our own, we're in trouble. Well, yeah. So let's, let's dig into that a little bit because we've, I mean, we've done a couple of episodes over this, I don't know, year and a half, two, two years, whatever it's been that we, since we started this podcast about, you know, resolutions, goals, dreams, these kinds of things. And, you know, we've, we've acknowledged that those are, those are good things, right? Like we yes. should, we should create some goals. We should have an idea of what, what are we trying to accomplish? And we should be diligent and we should go after these things and we should have a plan and be intentional, all that stuff. But that also has a kind of a dark side or a yes, downside, right? And you, you just talked about things that seem right to man, like, mm. you know, providing for your family and, and excelling in your career and, you know, having healthy hobbies and all, all these things that aren't bad in and of themselves no. and are, are necessary things a lot of the times, right? right. Provision for your family, mm. having it. I mean, we, our money requires our, our money, our world requires money, mm-hmm. right? So most of us need to work. Uh, so that's not a bad thing. It's actually, I mean, it's it's scriptural from Genesis, right? Even that's before right. the fall, that's right. It was part of our purpose is to work, and Amen. so so it's not bad, but it becomes bad when we give it the wrong place, the wrong fixation mm. uh, in our lives. Um, it, it turns into um, probably worst case idolatry. Best case, it's it's a, it's a distraction. Right. A blessed distraction. Yeah. Sometimes like marriage. But Paul even says, gosh, he's not saying God says this. He said, I'm saying this, but it would be better for people to be single because they could have closer to singular focus on the Lord by not having a spouse. That is really a hot take. And it was written 2000 plus years ago. I'm not saying I don't want my wife or my children or grandchildren or ministry but how many people and how many times have you as a vocational minister been distracted from God by doing the work of ministry? Oh, sure, absolutely. You know, and then distracted from God by being a good husband and or trying to, right? And it's like he says, 
fix your eyes on me, right? He says, seek first my kingdom. He says, he's faithful to complete the work. He says, love me with all that you have. And then you love your neighbors, you love yourself. These things are like him saying, it's got to be me first for you to do any of those other things. But those other things and those other people can definitely be distractions. Right. And so we, we talked just now about, okay, so some, some of these things are, are maybe unintentional distractions or, or unintentional fixations, um, sometimes based out of necessity. Sometimes maybe we just got lazy. Sometimes, well, yeah. you know, whatever the case. But there's also a lot in our lives um, that is maybe intentional distractions, intentional fixations, because we're looking to these things for fulfillment, for satisfaction, mm. for um, you know whatever we're trying to, yeah. to solve or to have in our lives, right? And so we're we're intentionally pursuing these things, and even even sometimes it's not necessarily uh, like a um, you know, conscious decision necessarily like i'm looking to football to satisfy my innate desire for you know you don't i mean but that's that's ultimately what you're doing you may not realize it or not um but wow there's kind of kind of both of these things kind of the the accidental or maybe gradual slip over time kind of a kind of a deal and then there's the things that we're, we're looking to intentionally for purpose for satisfaction for fulfillment um that aren't god that's right and uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the quote, but basically good things become God things to us, right? Mm-hmm. When we so cling to them for identity, we cling to them for purpose, we cling to them for, I guess, really fulfillment, like you just said, and they were never designed to satisfy us wholly. Mm-hmm. Only Jesus was. Right. Only Jesus is the maker is the only one that can give you fulfillment right well so let's let's go back to that golem example that yeah. we, we started off with right so he he has i mean he eventually loses the precious but he has the precious most of the time and yet it destroys him like he has what he wants and it and wrecked, it, and him, it it wrecked him right yep and uh so there's a there's a quote in the, this book i was reading the irresistible faith a quote from uh, from Tom Brady is talking about at, when Tom Brady was 27. So this is like, what, 13, 15 years ago? I don't remember how old Tom Almost Brady is now. Almost 20 years ago because yeah. he's 45 or something. Okay, like so yeah, it was a while ago. It was after he'd won three Super Bowls. He was on 60 Minutes and he's getting interviewed. And he says, why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? Mm. I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey, man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life. I think God, I think, God, it's got to be more than this. I mean, this can't be all it's cracked up to be. I've done it. I'm 27. And what else is there for me? I wish I knew. That was when he was 27. I was when he was 27. And he, you know, if you, you know Tom Brady's story after that, he kept playing and won more Super Bowls. And now he's in his 40s and he just retired again. And this year his marriage fell apart and you know things maybe don't still he's still i think searching that's right right after his what seven super bowls yeah i think he's won seven or one six, seven right? yeah Gosh. and so he's he's still searching he got what he wanted he got what he was striving for he got what he was fixated on seven times oh gosh and it it wasn't what he thought it would be it, it didn't do what he thought it would do and it ended up actually at least in part 
costing him his his marriage. Yes, and and not only that, right? He he told everybody how much he wanted his marriage, and yet when we're all on the outside looking in, we don't know everything's going on, right? But he was he told everybody the first time he retired, I I need to focus on my family, and then. What, like a week later he unretired? Yeah, Yeah, right. And then he gets divorced and all that. So, I mean, Jesus, I pray for those people and I pray that they find their life in you. Amen. But I will say, this shouldn't be much of a surprise. And he's rich and handsome and uber successful and all that. And he's kind of lonely. He's got some really difficult things going on, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And... He said it when he was 27, and I don't think anything's changed in the 18 years since then. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, and you got to, it's kind of one of those careful what you wish for kind of things, isn't it? Oh, right? Gosh. I mean, you, yep. you, sometimes you get what you, you want, and it still, it still isn't what you thought it would be. Um, so, uh, lots of, lots of good, just in one chapter of this book, I mean, I seriously wrote down several quotes. <laughs> and I, I won't bore all of us with, with all of them, but Boring, I definitely recommended Irresistible Faith by Scott Sauls. But a lot of, lot of good things. One of the things he says kind of on this, on this topic that we just talked about, he says, while some lose their happiness by having their counterfeit gods taken from them, mm. others lose their happiness by having their counterfeit gods given to them. Hoo-wee. When we finally get what we've always wanted, we come to discover it's actually not what we want at all. Gosh. Holy smokes, people. I hope that lands. I mean, and the Lord is very, very clear on this, right? This idea of pursuing an idol. We constantly think of idols as, you know, these little figures or whatever. I can't remember if it was Chesterton or somebody said that our hearts, maybe a Spurgeon, our hearts are idle factories. Mm. We keep trying to find things. Like DC Talk said, find a life apart from you. And we're not going to. Right. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But we're willing to give it another shot. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean you're right. Uh, I idol or idolatry, other than maybe like American Idol or what, right. Like we we think of idols. If we even think of idols, we we think they're little little figures on our on our bookcase or whatever. Like, and we don't really have those. I mean, we might have bobbleheads or you know action figures or whatever, but those aren't, aren't necessarily idols. Right? Javi, do you listen to this? Action figures? Do yeah. grown I mean, people have action figures still? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Star we Wars. we don't we don't think. We have idols because we don't. We're, we're not bowing in front of this little figure on our mantle. I don't go and worship or, them like I worship the Lord on Sundays, right? Hmm. But we do. We do have idols in the form of all sorts of things: money, yeah. sex, yeah. people. Um, you were sharing with me the other day about just the the having kind of. I mean, I don't want to necessarily overshare your oh, your good. stuff. Go but ahead, man. You were sharing with me the other day just this the kind of the the idea that. You know, things look a certain way mm-hmm. can be an idol in our lives. Oh, for right? sure. And that's that's more of just a mindset or a thought or a an appearance. It's not even a, a physical even. thing, yeah. right? And so, all sorts of things can be idols in our in our lives. And so we have to we have to recognize those, and we have to remove those, and 
And so how do, how do we, what are some ways that we can, we can do that? What, how do we recognize maybe where we've got some of these issues and how do we start working towards fixing that? I think when we find ourselves clinging to something because we're worried we're going to lose it and that something isn't the Lord, mm. you know, that even, I mean, we can make an idol out of people. It doesn't mean you shouldn't grieve people that you're losing or whatever, but at the end of the day, and we just saw a man tonight, right, that had a whole lot of really difficult things happen in his life. And he says, you know what? I think it needed to happen. I think I needed to have some things taken from me. And so I think as Christians, if we're willing to be Christ ones and focus on him, then we've got to be willing to give some things up, some dreams, maybe some pursuits, maybe identity, but I know that if I find myself clinging and afraid and angry about stuff that I know is probably good for me to give up or at least to not focus on, but I, I'm having a hard time doing it, that's probably an idol. And I need to have people in my life that can lovingly come alongside of me. And I know that the Holy Spirit is good. Like whatever is good, right, in Philippians 4, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, if you find yourself justifying things that aren't good pure and noble probably an idol mm. yeah so along those lines the, the this book in this chapter this one chapter like i said specifically about these kinds of things gives maybe some some answers or some application to, to mm. what we're talking about good. here bring it says one one thing you can do is look at where you invest your time your money your energy mm. even what he calls your mind share like if you, if you've got nothing going on, you're free to just kind of mm. sit there and be like, what do you think about? Wow. Right. And that, that may be a sign. Um, what triggers your anxieties? Like what gets you anxious? Hmm. There's a good, good chance that whatever that is, like you're, maybe you, you fear for your kid's safety or you fear you're going to lose your job or you fear. Right. So there's, there's maybe some signs there of, from what, what makes you anxious, what brings you happiness? What are the things like if you got it, like you'd give out the biggest hoot and holler and cheer you've ever cheered mm. in your life, right? What would that be? And maybe, maybe that's a fixation that you, you have. Um, what parts of the Bible are you most prone to avoid? Come on. Right. And that, that maybe is like, Ooh, let's keep that one in the dark. Right. Mm. Cause I, I want to hold on to that. So I'm going to just not read that section of, of Matthew or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, where are you prone to, to look away or to explain away? Like you were just, just talking about kind of this justification or this kind of excuses that you, that you make. And then what areas of life are you most willing to say yes to sin and no to God and his word? Wow. So those are, those are maybe some helpful, challenging, (laughs) convicting ways to maybe identify some of these things in our, in our lives. Um, I'd say before we end, remember that God loves you. And if he's saying no to something, if he's calling you to give something up, you'll never, ever lose him. Romans eight says nothing can separate you from his love. So when practicing these things that John just talked about or looking at these things, remember God wants good for you. I mean, he literally gave his son so you could have eternal life and he says in the book of john this is what eternal life is to know the father and the son Mm -hmm. anything that would keep you from growing in that 
needs to be given up. Yeah. Well, we talked about this uh, this kind of thought here um, a couple of episodes ago about marriage, right? And when we when we kind of try to to love and to serve our wife above or our spouse above God, mm-hmm. right? We we can kind of miss the mark because we're we're aiming at different things. Absolutely. But if we're if we're aiming at God, we're and we're growing and getting closer to Him, we're both going to be drawing mm-hmm. actually closer to each other. Amen. And I think that applies here as well. All these kind of these things that we we maybe fear losing uh, these things that we fixate on. Um, a lot of times, if we if we focus our our relationship with Jesus, right? I'm I'm going to be like if my wife is is like the, of supreme utmost importance. I'm going to be a better husband to Amen. her. I'm going to be able to better love her if I'm if I'm focusing on God. If my kids are are my priority, I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to love them better if my focus. And my my efforts are on following Jesus. Yes, because he loves be, those people too. Yeah, I'm going to be if my, my career is uh, is all what I'm concerned about. I'm going to be a better employee. Yeah, the more I'm focusing on Jesus, and so, so so these good. things that we're so so fixated on, so afraid to maybe lose or or kind of take control, we're actually going to be better at a lot of these things if, if we're focusing on Jesus than if we're focusing on those things. That's outstanding. I mean, it brings me back to Matthew six thirty three. You know, he says before that, don't worry about all these things. Your father knows you need them. Right. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What is that, uh, Gary Thomas, right? If you're focusing on happiness you're going to miss so much. Mm -hmm. But if you're focusing on holiness, happiness will be thrown in among a bunch of other things. Absolutely. So we're, we're about to run out of, run out of battery, run out of time. (laughs) We got to go. So we got to get going, but I want to encourage you to look up maybe some of, uh, some of what CS Lewis has said. He says, uh, just kind of summarize it. We are too easily pleased. Like we settle for things too easily that don't satisfy Come on. when we have the offer of true life from, mm. from Jesus. Thank you, And Lord. so it's not that our desires are, are too strong. It's that they we're actually too weak. Like we settle. That's strong. Right? So that's, that's C.S. Lewis. And then um, one more quote before we take off here. Um, 19th century minister Thomas Chalmers. Uh, maybe it's Chalmers, not sure. Um, he says, For the spell over us to be broken... And for our grip to be loosened, the counterfeit gods must be expelled and replaced in our hearts with the one true living God. So that's that's kind of how we're going to be able to close that up for you today. Um, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, trust in Him, and uh, maybe use some of these tips, these these things, these questions to evaluate maybe or maybe that's not happening in your life. So that's all we've got for you on this episode of Pastors and Pizza. We thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell your friends, leave us a review, and we'll talk to you next time. This has been Pastors and Pizza, a production of Crosswater Community Church in Sultan, Washington. Check us out online at crosswaterchurch.org. We meet every Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 on the corner of 3rd and Birch in Sultan. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us that five-star review, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Adios.